0: Today on this most beautiful day, the assumption of our Blessed Mother into heaven. I can see that you all have come here because you love our Blessed Mother. And we have come, all of us, to honor, to praise, and to love our Blessed Mother. We come to honor her today because she was immaculately conceived, preserved from the stain of original sin, and now she is assumed into heaven we come to praise her because she completely adhered to the will of our Heavenly Father and was privileged to bear the Savior of our race. And Most importantly, we come to love her. We come to love her because of her powerful intercession in our own lives, in our own vocations. Even in my own priesthood, I would not be here without the intercession of our Blessed Mother, And when we honor and praise and love our Blessed Mother correctly, it does not take away from God. Because the more we magnify and we revere the beauty and the light of the moon, it just points more clearly to the source of its light, which is the sun. So today, as we ponder more deeply the mystery of the Assumption of Our Lady, This helps us to dive more deeply into God's plan for each and every one of us. You see, in order to understand the biblical significance of this feast, we need to begin to see Mary as the Ark of the Covenant. What is the Ark of the Covenant? If you recall, the Ark of the Covenant is this gold box with these two cherubim, these angels on top And it was in the Ark of the Covenant that God dwelt among His people, among the people of Israel, and they would carry Him around in this Ark. And in the Ark of the Covenant itself was Aaron's staff, the manna from heaven, and the tablets of the Ten Commandments. And already right away, you can begin to see why Mary is the Ark of the Covenant, because we see that she is the one who bears within herself Jesus Christ, the presence of God among us. Jesus Christ, who is the new high priest, represented by the staff of Aaron, the bread from heaven, which is represented by the manna. And he is the word of God, represented by the tablets of stone. But to go more deeply, in order to understand the gospel, we actually have to go back even further into 2 Samuel chapter 6. We have to recount the story when David brings the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. And there's several details you want to keep in mind if you ever read 2 Samuel chapter 6. The first is before the Ark was brought into Jerusalem, it remained three months in Judah. And the second is that When David saw the Ark of the Covenant, he felt unworthy, and so he said, how is it that the Ark of the Lord should come to me? And eventually, after three months, when David began to bring the Ark of the Covenant into the capital city of Jerusalem, into the temple, David leapt in joy and dancing. Now, if you keep those three details in mind, and now you read the Gospel again, Recall, how long did Mary remain with Elizabeth in the hill country of Judah? Three months. What did Elizabeth say when Mary came to her? Why is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And what did John the Baptist do when he heard the greeting that came from Elizabeth's ear into his he leapt in the womb of, bless- of, of Elizabeth. And so what are the scriptures proclaiming? That Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant. She is the new dwelling place of God. And so what does this have to do with the assumption of Our Lady? You see, as David brings the Ark of the Covenant to the temple, so we have a new David who does the same as well. If you listen carefully to the book of Revelation, you might have missed this detail. It's very quick at the beginning. But what's happening is John is describing this temple of God which is appearing in heaven. And then he says this important word, that the Ark of the Covenant is seen. And this is significant because the Ark of the Covenant has been lost, had been lost for centuries after the destruction of Jerusalem in 587 B.C., and so when John says he sees this temple and then he sees the Ark of the Covenant, what does he describe? He doesn't describe this golden box with angels. What does he say? He sees a woman clothed with the sun, with the, sun, with the moon under her feet, with the crown of 12 stars upon her head. We see St. John describing the Ark of the Covenant as Mary, And so as the old David brought the old Ark of the Covenant into the old temple, so now the new David, Jesus Christ, by his resurrection from the dead, who ascends into heaven, into the new temple, now brings with him the new Ark of the Covenant. And this belief was recognized by the fathers of the church, It's believed by many Christians throughout the centuries. And that is why the church has proclaimed this belief as infallible, as dogma, as worthy of belief. And the church teaches that the Immaculate Virgin, preserved free from all stain of original sin, when the course of her earthly life was finished, was taken up body and soul into heavenly glory and exalted by the Lord as Queen over all things. And that's why we gather here today to honor, to praise, and to love our Blessed Mother. But what significance does this feast have for us? Is this something just for Mary, and it doesn't have any relevance in our lives? You see, Mary was given the singular grace to be a model for us. Mary is the model of the church. And what Jesus did to her through the power of his resurrection He wants to do to us too. One of my favorite professors and also one of my favorite teachers at the monastery, he said that we're all called to be by grace what Jesus is by nature. But at the same time too, we're called to imitate Mary and so he uses that same phrase and says that we are called to be by grace what Mary is by grace. And so the hope for us is that we too hope to have our body and soul united in heaven. This is a great hope for those we have lost, our loved ones, that we will see them again face to face. We see that this grace is not just something that's distant in the future. This grace is present to us here and now. Mary's assumption into heaven is proof that God's grace works now and not later. It is proof that grace can break through into this sinful world. Mary's assumption into heaven is proof that grace triumphs over sin, that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And so if you are caught in the throes of addiction, God's grace can set you free now. In this life, if you are experiencing profound suffering, God can transform your sufferings into glory and peace now. If you have difficulty loving someone in your life, forgiving someone who has hurt you, God can give you the grace to forgive them and to love them now. If your heart is broken because you've been wounded in the past, because of what someone has done to you, God's grace can transform your heart and make all things new now. That is the power of God's grace, and that is what we celebrate today. We celebrate the Assumption of Mary into Heaven. We celebrate God's victory of grace in our lives, and we believe that this grace is possible for us not just in the future but here and now. So as we approach the throne of grace to receive the source of grace himself in the Eucharist, let us beseech the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary that we too may be new arks of the covenants like her, pure and undefiled, to contain within ourselves the presence of God And may this grace lead us to that final glory in heaven where we will rejoice triumphantly in body and soul with her and magnify the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit forever and ever.